0: Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Courtney. This filter makes me feel seductive.
1: Ooh, this filter makes me feel like I look less dead than I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's that. You know, we are making it. Hashtag make
0: it. Hashtag making it. How, how have you been making it? Um, I
1: have not, but I am here. Um, (laughs) It's been, no, the way I'm making it, I just keep buying things I don't need. That's how I'm making it. Um, So I signed up for this new box. I think I am currently subscribed to like five boxes now. Good. (laughs) No self-control. And I'm working a lot of hours, so money that I'm not spending, now I'm just buying random things I don't need. So this one that I... Just recently signed up for because of Sinisterhood, which is a really great podcast. If you haven't listened yes. to it, um, it is called Smartass and Sass.
0: Okay, that is and me.
1: I got these cards that are spiritual AF inspiration cards, and I've just oh, opened boy. them before we got on the podcast. So I have. Oh them my god! So if I just pull one. This is perfect. So this is our motto today for this episode. I, I can't this wait. Is, Stop saying yes to shit you hate. And it gave me a little stand. So I'm going to put our little stand right here. You'll, Stop we'll saying yes called. to shit
0: you hate.
1: Yeah. So that's our motto. it will be in the background. Um, I love it because I hate everyone lately, really. So I keep just saying no to all of them. So it makes sense. It does, it does make sense. Yeah. So, um, otherwise, so just buying stuff. Um, sadly, I've not been to a show since we've last spoken. <laughs> I know that's a little strange, but a little sad. Um, I just worked a lot. Worked a lot of hours, like a thousand. Yeah. Roughly. I, I also worked a lot. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. Way more than I usually do. Me too. I feel that. I'm back to like almost holiday hours. Oh,
0: Well, I mean, I worked four days in a row at the theater, which is uh, rare. Tara and Pam are both on vacation, so it was down to just me and Emily and Laura at the theater, so I had a lot more (laughs) shits, which my uh, very, very empty wallet is happy about. Yeah. My very, very empty bed is not.
1: Yeah, you can sign up for some uh, random boxes that you don't need.
0: With the $1.04 in my bank account? I think not.
1: Yes, yes. The used book (laughs) subscription that I've signed up for. It's like $15 a
0: month for four books. Yes, but literally $1 in my bank account.
1: Yeah. I try not to look at my bank account a lot. My
0: problem is I went on a spree of not looking at my bank account and just pretending Mm -hmm. that I had money. What did I say to Teresa last night? I said, my problem is I get paid at a private school, but I spend money. Like I go to work at a public school.
1: Yeah. You spend money. Like you go to a private school. That's, that's what it is. It's not a good, not a good thing. <laughs> it's okay. I just, I'm doing okay with the money. I'm <laughs> not rich. Let me start there. I'm not a rich person. But I also have more than a dollar in my bank account, so make it, and I did, like, I've been working, like, 18, 19 hours at the bar, and last week I worked, like, 30, and it was in three days, so I worked, like, 50 hours in three days, <laughs> and
0: I haven't recovered yet. That's fair. Um, this week oh I will words. get paid for the musical, so.
1: Oh, good. It's about so, time. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Have
0: I ever mentioned that I hate the business manager at my job? Because if I haven't, I've mentioned it to Courtney plenty of times. Off. Plenty, plenty. Yes, I am. I am familiar with this. I got an email today that says I will be getting paid on Thursday.
1: So, ooh, ooh la la!
0: I will not be that. I mean, I will still not be rich, but I will not be dying. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no. Other than work, like because we recorded on Wednesday, and then I worked Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and now it's Monday. So like,
1: yeah, I worked Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then I slept all day Sunday because oh, actually I I didn't, but I had to find Sadie a dog sitter, so I did that a lot in between my naps. Right. <laughs> so. Nothing so, just work, 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 work. We don't have the rights to that
0: song. I apologize.
1: We didn't sing it at all and you didn't hear anything? Nothing. You heard nothing.
0: Um, speaking of nothing. <laughs> I think that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This episode of Stargate for our <laughs> Sightfire Sunday. Transition's not my thing today not today. No. Nope. Okay, I tried to order Wendy's today and literally couldn't say the words junior bacon cheeseburger. So like you know. it happens. Right. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Um, this episode of Stargate SG1 was season 1, episode 8 in broadcast order. I'm done with whatever <laughs> the DVD I'm done with whatever the DVD order is. <laughs> it was called Brief Candle. Which um, I read the title and I just go immediately went Ugh, out brief candle. It is in fact an allusion to the tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow speech from Macbeth, which I did I didn't get
1: that I, I had to do that speech in high school I knew, I knew the speech the, I did not I didn't read the title though either so the speech tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow
0: right. about life being like a brief candle that is out fits exactly perfectly into the
1: Absolutely, episode. <laughs> It absolutely does. And I did not connect those two things. That is fine. <laughs> Good. That um, is
0: genius. Again, with the writing. Yes. Um, it was written 7.4 stars. Wr- written. Really? Rated. Um, I, I liked this episode. Um, it was... I didn't like it as much as last week's, to be fair. Like, I liked the Knox better. But I the
1: is like 8.1, right? Yeah, I would have at least like, put this up, I would have at least put this ab- above 7.5. Like
0: probably 7.6,
1: yeah, 7.7. I might would go 7.8. I liked this episode. I thought I it was t- uh, well written and, and I have a I have a lot of things to say about
0: it. Yeah. So. Well, it was it was funny because um one of the comments my mom made about the episode when we were watching it yesterday is that it has a very um Captain Kirk Star Trek vibe to it. Um, which, of course, you don't know because you don't watch Star Trek. But it's like the team solves a problem for the guy who is off being a chick magnet kind of deal.
1: Gotcha. gotcha.
0: Which makes sense because um, our returning teleplay writer was the one who wrote for Star Trek. so
1: It does make sense. That makes sense. Yep. My aunt, I think, I think I said this last week that Aunt Karen really loves this show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she called yesterday. She was like... So, can we watch Stargate today? I was like, yeah, because we have to record tomorrow. And she's like, oh, good, good. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm making her wait to watch it as we record.
0: Um, It came out on the 19th of September, 1997. Um, The top song that day was Honey by Mariah Carey, which I do not know because I hate Mariah Carey.
1: But I... I can understand. That. I don't hate her, but I don't think you're wrong for hating her. And I do know that song, but I have completely forgotten that it existed. So That's you just said it. it. So, um, it was actually like
0: the number one selling song of the year that year, which yeah. I think is dumb. But anyway. that was
1: uh, Mariah's real big time. Yeah, late '90s, early 2000s. Um,
0: the top movie of the week was again one I've never seen. Um, But it was called The Game. I know this one. I've watched it. It's amazing. I was going to say, it's a David Fincher thriller starring Michael Douglas and Sean Penn. So, like, I should love it. Everything about that sentence means it's right up my alley.
1: But I've never seen it. So, let me give you some outside perspective. So, I hadn't seen it until last year, year before. I don't know, time. But I knew about it a long time ago. And, um... For those of you who are true crime people like us, um, I don't know if you watch the new Unsolved Mysteries, no, but I one of the the Ray Rivera the very first case I talked about references this. So then I went down a rabbit hole, as I do of course. And I knew everything that happened in this movie, and still was shocked when I watched it. Like I knew the ending, and it still <laughs> caught me off guard. Like, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with such
0: a David- good film. David Fincher is like one of the Best directors.
1: I think this is the only thing I've seen by him. I don't recognize him as like a director I'm used to, but doesn't mean I haven't seen anything by right. him, right?
0: Um, let's see what 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 has he done that you would know?
1: Well, uh, the game should be number one for the next like three years. I'm uh, sure, yes, not, but it should. Oh, be, but-
0: obviously, because um, I'm an idiot. I don't know why this didn't ha- pop into my brain. Um, first of all, he did seven.
1: Which I watched a thousand years ago, which means I know nothing about it anymore.
0: He did Gone then, Girl. I
1: know that one.
0: Yeah, and, and then Gone Girl, which okay, to be fair, I adored the movie Gone Girl, but I wish I had watched it before I read the book because the book was so much better.
1: I agree. I love Gillian Flynn. Um, her writing style. Yeah. So
0: um,
1: you know, I got some recommendations. And he
0: also watched. He also did Zodiac. And um, which I have. He watched. did fucking Fight Club. Which I also haven't watched. But
1: I have the book! <laughs> I but, okay, but we're, I talking,
0: we're talking, like, Seven and Zodiac and Fight Club. This is David Fincher. Like, he's right, not a nobody. So I've seen
1: Seven, and I don't remember because it, it was a thousand years ago. I've not seen Zodiac. I was gonna watch Zodiac, and then I couldn't find it streaming anywhere last year. Mm, yeah. So I didn't watch it. Um, and Fight Club I haven't seen because I have the book and I want to finish it. Fair. So but
0: no um, he's pretty he's pretty dope all right we can keep him yeah, around yeah love david fincher um the uh, there were two events that i wrote about on this day unfortunately once again they're both sad because apparently thursdays in 1997 were rough days
1: and uh whatever well, day of the week i have are always bad days there's just every day maybe there's
0: just everything's a bad day
1: <laughs> everything's bad.
0: Um. The Guelb El Kabir massacre happened on this day. Um, it oh, was the Guelb El Kabir. It's a massacre in Algeria, and the reason it's important is because it's one of the thirteen massacres in Algeria in the year 1997 that killed more than 50 people. Jesus Christ! It was it was a year 97 was a rough year in Algeria. Apparently, um, there was um, a yeah. new. Government regime and a religious militant group that did not like the government, and it was a it was a bad year. Right, um, but yeah, so lot. there were thirteen massacres that killed over fifty people
1: just in Algeria. It is just wild. in nineteen ninety seven. Pray for Algeria. I know that was like twenty five years ago, but still, <laughs> right? I probably still recovery. That's that's, rough. that's a lot. Yeah.
0: Um. So one of them happened this day. <laughs> Yeah. Also, um, it was the day that Rich Mullins died. And Rich Mullins, most people probably have no idea who this man is. Heard of him? Yeah, I know you've heard of him. Because you and I are from that same weird sect of the people that were indoctrinated in Christian pop music as children, Ah, (laughs) which is why we know him because Rich Mullen basically writes everything you've ever sang at church. If you go to a modern Christian church.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes this all makes sense now yes
0: I was like I'm gonna write about this because I remember uh, I know that name but also it's one of those
1: things where I know that name I don't think anyone else knows that I was like I recognize that name but I can't place so I was like I think he does music that was where my brain went yes yes so he Rich does-
0: Mullins has written yeah. mm-hmm. like all of the Christian contemporary music from the 90s okay. and like 80s and 90s so mm-hmm. yeah so that's why we recognized that. right are are the two people <laughs> who know him. Yes. Um, he died in a car accident. It was oh, very so tragic. Sad. It was very tragic. Um, the episode was directed by Mario as a party. He is our first returning director. He directed the pilot, the long, the super long one. Okay. Um, a thousand years long. Yep. Yes. Um, the teleplay was written by Catherine Powers, who is returning, who wrote the one with Sam that was ranked as the worst episode of the show ever. Yep. Um, but the story was written by a man named Stephen Barnes. Um, this is the only episode he wrote. Um, he wrote for shows like The Outer Limits and Baywatch. He has very, very few credits. I think like 13 total credits. Um, but he is a fascinating human. Um, he is a certified hypnotherapist. Ooh. He's also a martial artist in probably nine different martial arts styles with like high levels of degree Jeez. in all of them.
1: I didn't even make it to the like brown belt of the one martial arts I did. Yeah. 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 So. Um,
0: and this is word for word his bio on IMDb, the final paragraph of it, because I have never been more intrigued by anything, because clearly this man wrote it himself. <laughs> Steve lives in Longview, Washington with his wife, Tana Navi do that's her name, which. Sure, sure. And his daughter, Lauren, born March 16th, 1986, and with a dog an assortment of cats, and a house full of tame, invisible tyrannosaurs.
1: That is a choice, (laughs) and I love him for it.
0: Right? I was like, I don't even
1: need to know who you are. I'm obsessed with you. I am a fan. I'm a fan of you. Thank you.
0: Um, So, yes, that is Steve Steve Barnes, but not the one from Salino and Barnes the Lawyers. A different Steve Barnes. (laughs) Okay, good to know. (laughs) Good to know. Steve Barnes from the lawyer Barnes, I think is dead. Well, that is. Did he die? That? Yes, he did die. He died in a parasailing accident or something. Oh, was, was this
1: the one who died in the parasailing
0: accident in the South? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know what where he died. He's from Buffalo. I don't know where he
1: died. Oh, okay, probably not but, the same guy then. Or someone who died from parasailing accident, in, like Louisiana. I don't.
0: Maybe Steve was hanging out in Louisiana. I don't know. My grandma used to be a oh dental hygienist. <laughs> um, we have one guest star. Uh, her name is Bobby Phillips. Um, she has like no credits also. Her longest role was in the show, The Cape from the nineties in 1996. Um, but her best-known role was in a movie called The Gandhi Murders, which I believe was filmed in India, not even in America. Um, she was in one episode of Boy Meets World, though. Maybe um, that's why I recognized her, because I was like, I definitely recognize her, I have no idea who she yeah. is. Um, she left Hollywood in 2003 so that her husband could um, become a professional surfer, and she could follow him traveling the world and rescuing animals, because, like, why the fuck oh, not? No. Um and she returned in 2014, but really still hasn't done a ton. Um, she was voted as, like, one of the most beautiful faces in the world. Like, she's, like, got awards for just being absolutely gorgeous. Because she, I mean, she's stunning.
1: She is. Um, she but,
0: is. like, no, nothing, nothing going on. <laughs> Interesting. Look, so, maybe yeah. that's the way to be. Yeah, just pretty and saving animals. Saving animals, the dream. Yeah, my dream. Actually, mm-hmm. quite literally, to be pretty yes. and saving animals. <laughs> this is quite literally my dream. Right. Um, the, bi- uh, the bio, the blurb of this episode says, O'Neal begins to age at an alarming rate of 10 years a day and the SG team can't stop it. Very matter of fact. I love, Netflix is killing it with the bios for this show.
1: This is your birthday. That's what I think every time you read it is like, <laughs> You know on the office when they do the birthday party and there's the banner that just says this is your birthday? Yes. Oh, right? yes. So that's why <laughs> it's just so matter of fact so that's how I like think about it when you read the Netflix. I love so. it. I love it. And,
0: um, and Just the way Teal talks. All mm-hmm. of that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we start in a temple and this mm-hmm. guy is praying when the gate suddenly opens and he freaks out.
1: Um
0: mm-hmm. uh, the daniel's like well it looks like a greek temple but i don't recognize the god that is in there and then um they just hear screaming so they follow the screaming and a woman is just like giving birth in the middle of the temple yep and she's like we're not going to make it back to the village we need to have this baby and they all, like, super fucking sexistly look at Sam like she's going to know how to deliver a baby. And
1: she's like, what the right. fuck do you want me to do about it? She's like, I 0% know anything about this. She's also and like, like, Jack has had kids. That's what my note,
0: the only note I put, like, for my own brain was, Jack, you're the only parent there. Right. Right. So. Um, but then, because of course he fucking does. I have a lot of notes about the way that they conveniently have shit happen in this episode. Like The amount of convenient bullshit in this episode is a little high. Um, Daniel just happens to have made friends with a midwife in an ancient archaeological dig one time and have delivered a baby, and so now he's going to do it again. Because why the fuck not? I was like, of course Daniel knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Um, So Daniel delivers the baby, and then... About 42 seconds after giving birth, <laughs> mom is just, like, walking around with her child.
1: I know. I was like, she would absolutely not recover that quickly. Like, it's like, and, well, is- and Sam is like, I don't think you should be up, ma'am. Right. <laughs> I
0: was like, I, I have never yeah. given birth, but I, I don't think that the recovery time is quite that short. Right.
1: Right. I do know people who have given
0: birth. Um. <sighs> And he has this little birthmark that they're like super proud of. And then they're like, and we're gonna name him Dan after you delivering the baby.
1: That's adorable. I All feel right. like touch.
0: I feel like the number of times where shows like this are just like, we've named our baby after you because you saved us is like very high. Like that is a No, yes. It is very much so. So they follow um, Danelle's parents off to the village um, to meet with everyone. And everyone is just young and beautiful and healthy. And Jack is like, there's something weird about this place. The problem is that he only says something's weird about this place after a girl starts flirting with him. So, like, he's clearly got the worst self-esteem ever.
1: Right, right. Um, I thought that was weird because I thought we went back in time and I realized that is not the case because then I was like, can the Star go back in time? I thought we just traveled through space to different planets we didn't. and then I realized that it was not, but I was very confused for most, for about half of this episode, whether or not we went through time or just space.
0: No, we just went to a different planet where the culture is not as evolved.
1: Right. Yes. I think I put a note that says basically that somewhere in my yes. notes.
0: Um, so then <laughs> she like comes over and like gives him this cake and she's like eat this and he's like yeah this is actually pretty good here try some. She's like no only for you.
1: And, and I was like to know.
0: there are drugs in that cake. If the Fae have taught me anything you don't eat things from people you don't know well and here's the thing about that moment literally they were like wow everyone's so young and beautiful and jack's like fuck this place i got a vibe and they're like no no everyone's so young and beautiful he's like yeah fine you think it's paradise just eat that fucking apple and then immediately eats the cake like he comments on the fact that he should not be eating the food right and then eats the food Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i don't um and then I don't know what the next line was, but it was something Tealc said, and it was wonderful because my note just says Tealc cracks me
1: up. Mm, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't have a note from Tealc. <sighs> does he does also crack me up? So
0: man, it was good too. I was like, I'll definitely remember this tomorrow.
1: He said something about some, about the good gold. I don't know if that's the one you're referring to because I had a reaction to that. No, I don't remember what it was, but
0: it was basically, Oh yes, I do. I do. It was when Daniel was like uh, making fun of Jack for being like flirted with by this girl and mm-hmm. Teal like, said something awkward matter of the fact. She was like, he was like, I think that woman would like to spend time with O'Neal. Oh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah that's it. That's yeah, what she wants. Yep, I think,
1: I think that is what she would like. Yep. Um, And then
0: uh, Jack is getting weird, was my note about um, his vision starts to get all funky after he eats the cake. And um, all the girls kidnap him for a belly dancing show, question mark. Did
1: you watch Midsummer? No. I got major Midsummer vibes this entire episode. And it obviously it came out like That's the weird cult years. one, right? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: A lot of similarities. Oh, cool.
0: Cool. I, don't, I hate
1: that. <laughs> it, was a, it was a decent movie.
0: No, I just, I, I've heard it's terrifying.
1: It's weird. Yeah. I didn't recover well because it was weird, not because I was scared. (laughs) It was one of those things that just kind of like stuck in my head. And I was like, I can't function now. That makes sense. Yeah. Um,
0: And then Jack is carried off with this lady into a tent. Because why not? Mm -hmm. And um, the guy who had the baby who we get his name at some point in this episode. I literally never learned it. I didn't either. Um, He says to Daniel, each man is given from his creator a hundred days. So why not make the most of it? And Daniel was like, well, this is going to be a long celebration. And I was like, excuse me, sir. I'm pretty sure he's he's saying that you only have a hundred days to live.
1: He's like, I guess we should pace ourselves. I was like, yeah, because everyone's gonna die.
0: Right. I thought that was kind of clear. It was not clear to Daniel, who knows how to give birth but not understand English. Right. Right. Um. <laughs> my next note says Jack is getting laid and then is like, wait, what the fuck? And all the and the chick is passed out.
1: Uh, my next note says, did everyone just die? Yeah,
0: um, so Jack is getting laid, and then he, like, wakes up and is like, whoa, what the fuck? How did I get here? And then next thing you know, everyone is passed out. Right. Yes.
1: And I um, didn't age well when I finished this episode, but I did say I wanted a non-dangerous sleeping disease. I learned I do not. But at the time, it sounded really nice to just party for 100 days and sleep when you're not. And where you, like, have to sleep for, like, 12 hours...
0: But yeah. uh,
1: then I learned that I didn't actually want that.
0: No, no, yeah. especially when you get to the end of the episode and you figure out, like, how it's working and everything. And, like, right. it's not, I don't yeah. want this sleeping disease.
1: I was just really tired yesterday when I was watching it.
0: Fair. Um, so the whole village is asleep and everybody's, like, weird. But then Jack also falls asleep. hmm and I was like, well, obviously he ate the weird cake thing, duh. Right. I thought and it was drugs. I thought it was drugs, too. Then later we find out that, like, the cake wasn't even part of it. It was just to get married. Right. The cake just got them married. Like, the sex is why he got the disease. Right. Right. Don't have sex before marriage. Oh well, I guess he was married. <laughs> Damn it, too.
1: <laughs> Don't eat marriage cake.
0: Don't eat marriage cake. Um, anyway. Um, so the next morning everyone's like up and normal, and Jack's like, I have the worst hangover of my life. He looked miserable. <laughs> um, so then we they're trying to figure out what's going on so they go back to the temple to do some exploring and figuring it out and we learn from the guy that they believe that pelops will return and reward them for being the chosen people and daniel's like well how do you have like written records and he's like what is writing i was like that sounds like my middle schoolers what is writing
1: and Um, this is when i was like oh they're not actually ancient greek they're just not evolved yet
0: (laughs) yeah he's like what is what is writing And Daniel's like, these things on the statue. And Teal's like, no, that's cold. And Daniel's like, why the fuck didn't you tell us that before? He's like, I didn't you didn't ask.
1: Yeah. And this
0: was such a cool effect, I thought. I loved it.
1: I was very impressed. Like it moved, like the rock words or whatever moved. So seamlessly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So so tilt just like list. presses some kind of secret code
0: on the buttons, and then this thing comes out, and it's like a tablet with all the information, and it just like keeps changing, like it's flipping pages, but it's just a rock, and it's pretty sick.
1: Yeah.
0: And then um, it's a record book, but tilt can't read it because mm-hmm. it's like an ancient ancient Gaul dialect, which means that the Gauls have not been there in quite some time.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, then we go back to the village, and uh, Sam finds the lady who had the baby yesterday and was like, Oh, like I got this rattle for Danelle. And she's like, Give it to him yourself. And she's like, Where is he? And she's like, Right here. But it's like a four year old child. I oh, was like, That is not a baby, that is a toddler. Yeah. um whew, all right. Um, <laughs> and Sam is very confused. And then we find out that everyone only ages in days.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. they don't know what a year is and the mom it's is only 24. 21 days old mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's three weeks that is already, not very long you already had birth like pregnancy and birth and you're only three weeks old that sounds miserable
1: <sighs> I hate that
0: mm-hmm. Um, then we find out that uh, Jack has the virus. How did we find out that Jack has the virus? Is this the next day?
1: The next day, yeah. Oh, yeah. So
0: then there's another day, and he's aged more. No, 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 no. It's still the same day. Um, Teal and Daniel read some of the record book, and were basically mm. like, everyone only lives for 100 days, and... um There's some kind of disease and um, I think you got it.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's like the sleeping disease. It's like you hear it and you're like, oh, that's fine. I can sleep a lot. But it's like as bad as the dancing plague where it's like, oh, that sounds like it's not that terrible when like that's probably one of the worst things in the world. Yeah. You just can't stop dancing for days until you die. So, you know, I would actually rather have a sleeping disease than a dancing. Absolutely. For sure um so
0: jack's gonna rage or rage age super rapidly he is also gonna rage because <laughs> he's also gonna rage <laughs> um and so he sends them back to earth to figure it out um and so uh they take it some blood samples from the chosen people and from jack and they take them back to dr frazier Dr. Fraser goes through everything, and she says that the reason Jack is so sick is because he already had a head start mm-hmm. like on age-wise. So the virus is, like, making is, like, worse because of where the age of his DNA already is. So then they come back to the planet, and Jack has aged quite a bit more. And Sam um. is... Oh, go ahead. No, that's. That hasn't Sam is very baffled, and she just keeps staring at him. And he says one of my favorite lines. I I wrote a lot of Jack quotes this episode, but Jack's just waiting for her to talk to him, and he goes, "Don't keep the elderly waiting. It's rude."
1: And <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, Jack!" He is uh really living it up as an old person.
0: And uh, Sam's like, okay, so we did some research, and fun fact, um, you're going to die in two weeks. <laughs> okay. Right, right, right. Fantastic news, really. Um, so Jack sends everybody back to Earth. He's like, leave. And Tilk's like, no, I will stay. And he's like, I don't want your company. Leave.
1: <laughs> All right, Jack. Right. Um, so well, because
0: he's like, I don't want to bring the virus back. I don't know right. what it is. I don't know how it spreads. I'm not going back to earth with you, but like, you can't solve the problem here. So go. Right. Um, so they do, and they're doing some research and stuff. And then they find out that it's actually not a virus, but nanotechnology in his bloodstream. And this where I have some things to say. <laughs> well, this is where I have my second note about the convenience
1: bullshit. Fair. Fair. But this is also what I expect from watching a sci-fi show. Where it's like, this is something that could theoretically happen. Because it's just technology yeah. has advanced more. So I was like, that's kind of scary. I don't want a conspiracy spiral. But no, this I've, is something that could actually happen. Which is probably and why you liked this episode so much. Probably. Probably. Um, very, I'm, the epitome of sci-fi for me.
0: I'm very, very into it being nanotechnology and the way that it worked and the way that they solved it and all of that stuff. I'm all for it.
1: Mm-hmm. What
0: I'm not all for is Dr. Fraser, who is literally a military doctor.
1: Not who-
0: from Seattle. Correct, correct. But Dr. Frazier, who's literally a military uh, doctor, who is probably the smartest person on the show. Like, to be fair, the way that Dr. Frazier has been able to solve things and the things that she knows about the human body, she's probably the smartest person on the show. Right, right. She has no knowledge of nanotechnology whatsoever. Despite the fact that nanotechnology has only, at this point in time, in the 90s, ever been used for medical purposes. Right, right. She knows nothing. But Sam just happens to have worked on nanotechnology in the pentagon just you know casually i was like fuck that no like make dr fraser the hero absolutely but she can't be she's not part of the team for real i was mad about it that's fair reason though um because but the the reason i was so mad was because that was the second time in one episode that somebody just casually happened to have the information they needed for no reason right right I was like, guys, the write show better.
1: does like to do that
0: sometimes. Write better. I've noticed.
1: Write better. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. We did say we are starting to get behind the writing, and the stories are getting more creative, but like fix yes, your plot holes
1: better. Right. The storylines are getting better, but they're not solid yet.
0: No, they're still having like, oh, we wrote ourselves into a corner. So somebody's just gonna have knowledge that they don't write. <laughs> um so me go back to the planet, Pelops. And, um,
1: no, that's not the planet, that's the god. I don't know what the that's fuck the god. is. That's the god. And I, I want to ask, is this a god that the god has now taken over again, like Apophis? I've never heard of Pelops. Um, the Peloponnesians? Oh! Yeah. Yes, that I've heard yeah. I- <laughs> Yes. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I was like the, I don't know, the the
0: the statue figures weren't quite exact, obviously, because the girl changed some things and everything. Yeah. But yes, um, Pelops is like the ruler of the Peloponnesians. Yes.
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um
0: so we're back on the planet and um, Jack is being all depressed and moody and ragey and angry. And um, then it turns out that uh, and, uh Kintia keeps trying to talk to him. And he was like, why won't you leave me alone? And she's like, well, because we're married. And he was like, the fuck we are. (laughs) She was like, you ate my marriage cake. And it's like, that's a weird sentence that I would (laughs) never, never hear someone say again. Right. No. So then he just gets angry and starts yelling the truth at her. Because that's a healthy relationship. Right. Yes. And she decides that he's lying. Which, to be fair, if somebody was screaming at me in anger about things that they thought I should understand, I'd probably also be like, I don't, I don't trust you right now.
1: Right, right.
0: Um, Then we go back to the earth, the earth, go back to earth, <laughs> and um, they're trying to do more experiments with the nanotechnology and the nanobites just start to like straight up eat through Sam's rubber gloves. That scene yep. was freaky, actually. Like that was really well done. It
1: was the way, really the, the, well way done. the
0: gloves crumbled. It was
1: visually pretty
0: spectacular, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, um, this has been
1: the best visual episode, I think. So. Yeah, like with like intricacies, I guess. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. So they're like, "Oh shit! These things are kind of changing and evolving a little bit." Mm-hmm. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Um. Then we go back to the planet, and um, Jack is like. Got his notebook out. He's gonna like try to write goodbye letters to all of his friends, but he like can't bring himself to do it. And it's so, so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the guy with the baby, that's I just wrote him the guy with the baby. I don't know what his name is. He um comes in and he's like, I like that he believes that Jack's telling the truth and he's like really hurt. But then there's this like beautiful moment where Jack's like, if you did have more than a hundred days, what would you do? And he like basically like outlines the whole purpose of human life to share love and knowledge. And it's just like, so gorgeous and heartbreaking and wonderful. And then yeah. like Jack is just sitting alone in the temple and Kintia's is like, why, why won't you like come back to the village? Like you're wasting, you're wasting all your time. And he said, I don't think reflecting on my life or trying to figure out how to get the rest of it back is a waste. I was like, this is, it's very sad. Like, this whole, like, sequence between Jack and, um, the baby guy, and then, and then also between Kintia, like, everything that he was
1: saying about life, I was like. It was very sad, but, like, I mean, this is the eighth episode, so obviously we knew he was gonna make it, but still.
0: No, it was, I didn't think he was gonna die. I just, like, the powerfulness of the
1: words he right, was right. saying, yeah. like, I was like, oh. <sighs> But I'm just thinking, like, if you didn't know, like, if you thought that this was gonna be a 10-episode season, or, like, maybe they did a midwinter break, like, and you had no idea the show was going farther, I don't know if I would have been shocked if he died, if it was, like, one of the last episodes. Yeah, it was in September
0: on network television, and he was Richard Dean Anderson, so I don't think I would have thought he was gonna die. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> like, just... Yeah. Um, but then so then jack is angry about dying and he mm-hmm. thinks that kintetsu should be too right like and he's like aren't you like angry that your everything you know is a lie and that this is like your life and that's all you have and she's like but like this is all we have so why not just enjoy what we do have and like try mm-hmm. to be happy and like, prosperous in the time that we're given. And I was like, damn, in 37 days, this woman has learned shit that people don't learn in 57 years on earth.
1: Yeah, and that prompted me to think about, like, would you rather live 100 days, but they're just, like, pure bliss and happiness and celebration, or would you rather live 100 years but have to go through all of the trials and whatnot that we deal with every day I would definitely still rather go through trials because I think pain
0: is part of life. I agree <laughs> that was also yeah. My yeah like I think pain is there's there's beauty in pain that and like I, I think that you can't as blissful as their lives seem you can't appreciate true bliss unless you also live through
1: pain that is exactly what I said but you did make it sound really nice for a second So oh, thanks, uh-huh. thanks. <laughs> I try yeah I'm like
0: a writer or something. (laughs) Um, So then we go back to Earth and General Hammond is like, by the way, get these fucking nanobots out of my fucking place. We're done. It's too dangerous. I don't want them here. And everybody's throwing a fit and they're like, what about Jack? And General Hammond is where the military stuff comes in. And I do like the military stuff in the show, but General Hammond's like, Listen, General, or Colonel O'Neill is one of the best men I have ever worked with. He will be a great loss to the United States and to the military and especially to every person in this room. But at the end of the day, I know that he is a military man, and that he would make the same decision about himself that I am making about him right now. So get the fuck over it. Do your job. And um, so the team records goodbye messages to Jack. They're very sad. Except for the really only teal is
1: sad. <laughs> I know. And I was like, do they have FaceTime? Like, oh, oh, what's happening? So what sorry. My uh it's not happening on your end, just on my oh. end. There. My so Zoom gone. went away because my mom called me. Oh, I was like, nothing happened. <laughs> it scared me. It just it went away. I had to bring it back. Everything's fine. Perfect. Um <laughs> so we had to facetime at first and i was like do they know what year it is
0: i think we had facetime in 1997. we didn't but it was just a video message because then he was fast forwarding and rewinding it so you realized he could not actually respond right um so then all of the people of the village come to the temple and they're like leave food offerings and um, they're trying to, like, ask Pelops for help for Jack. And Jack throws a fit. And he's like, this dude isn't even fucking real. It's not a god. You are slaves. And the word slaves is triggering. Yes, they do not care for that. Right. But here's also the thing. Like, how do they know what that is?
1: If they don't know what writing is. Right. How do they know what slaves are? right that is a very valid question i'm not sure how they know what anything is when they're only alive for 100 days like right um like you know nature things like like being alive type stuff
0: um so then they get upset that they are slaves and they decide to tear down the statue and nothing happens it's not a thing so they're like oh shit It wasn't real. It's Mm. like when you stay up all night waiting for Santa to come to give you presents and then nothing ever happens.
1: Well, I hope kids don't listen to this podcast. I hope they don't listen to this podcast anyways. Children should not be listening to this podcast to begin with.
0: True. So The only time I ever stayed up to try to see Santa sneak into the house, I stayed up all night and I slept like on the couch in front of the tree, but then... (laughs) i was i was probably like eight nine the tree fell down like the the base had been like wobbly and it like cracked or something and it just like toppled over and i was so afraid my parents were gonna think i did it that i just like ran back upstairs and then in the like and then in the morning like pretended i was like oh my god how did the tree fall down it's because you live in a haunted house i didn't live in this house then how long have you lived in that house? Um, we moved here in 2006.
1: Oh, for some reason I thought you just lived there your whole life.
0: No. No, we moved here right before high school. I was mad at my parents because I was like, you took me out of my neighborhood, you took me out of my school, I have to go to an all-girls high school and I'm going to hate everyone and I'm going to hate everything and you guys don't even love me.
1: <laughs> Drama much? Cracked.
0: <Correct. laughs> um... But, so then, like... Oh. So they pulled Um, down the sketch and nothing happened. Yeah, and, um, no, I was trying to figure out... My note says even when he's dying, Jack is inspiring them, and I'm trying to figure out what the fuck I was talking about.
1: I mean, basically, from now until the end, he was inspirational, so, like... That's
0: true. Um, but so, Jack and, um... Kendia go on a walk and they're like having beautiful conversations about stars and life and love and beauty. And then they're like, Oh, this night is so beautiful. And then they're like this night. (laughs) That was
1: like spot on impression, basically. (laughs) Yeah. um,
0: Um, Because it's nighttime and it hasn't affected them. They're awake and they can't figure out why. Um, So then they walk back to the village. And it's midday and everyone is still asleep. And they're like, what the fuck, what happened? Something, what changed? And light bulb, obviously, somehow being the dumbest person on the team, Jack's the only one to figure anything out. Jack <laughs> figures out that the only change is that the statue fell over. So there's mm-hmm. something going on with the statue. Um, so he calls the team back. And they show up in full hazmat suit. And um, they don't know what to do because Jack looks like he's 97 years old. He looks like he's
1: at death's doorstep.
0: Yeah. And um, they do some weird uh, signal thing with their own technology to replicate the signal that the Gowald had that controlled the turning on and turning off of their life, basically.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and um when they did this, it also like, I don't know, turned all the nanobots off. Like I'm not a hundred percent sure how the tech on the shit worked. They're like, here's yeah. a little thing that has frequencies and it turns on to wake you up in the morning and it turns off to make you go to sleep at night. And that is how that works. But now we're just going to wake you up, everybody up permanently, and also all of the nano tr- things are turned off.
1: Right. Well, I don't think the nano turns off when they go to sleep. I think that it's what signal- sends the signal to their brain what to do. So when it turns that off, they can actually yeah, like no, that no, thing. no. But I'm saying like when they woke everybody up.
0: Today with Sam, whatever she had Jerry rigged, it also like turned all the nanotech off. Right. Like I don't, I don't quite understand the science of their no, fix. I don't, I don't understand that. Um, so they all wake up and everybody's healed, and um, then again Deus Ex Machina, because why not have it four times in an episode? Um, the nanobots didn't actually age Jack. They just rep, like made him look. Older because they didn't know what to do with his bloodstream already being old. That doesn't make any
1: fucking sense. It does not. I did not follow that.
0: Zero percent of their solution made sense. Right. I'm all for them having had a solution. I got none of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're like, "Don't worry. It just simulated age, and you'll be fine in two weeks." Okay. Alrighty then. Um. So then the team says, or Jack says that they won't stay there, but the team will come back every once in a while, just to make sure that the Gowold like haven't, don't get wind of their experiment failing and take right. over this planet again. And um, then there's the most beautiful conversation where Kenty is like, will you like think about me? And he's like, yeah, in um, all of my days she's like in all thousands of them he said yes and she said that is almost forever I know oh. I melted like a little tiny Olaf in the summer like I <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, was
1: it was beautiful it was beautiful
0: I um, I am absolutely glad that Jack is not going to stay married to Kintia in this weird um, Peloponnesian village. But also, yeah. I will desperately miss her naive, beautiful look at life. No, she was such a sweetheart.
1: What a gem. Yeah. <sighs> so um, what are your final thoughts? Um, well, I know I said this last week, but uh, Richard D. Anderson did really well at playing an old man. So he literally can play any role he wants um that's what I've decided yeah I I know I already said but like this felt more like true sci-fi because it wasn't just aliens or it wasn't things that felt like a little bit of magical it was like straight technology yeah, with the yeah. reason everything happened and so that was cool um um so I and i I like the writing I like the story I like that yeah. it sent me down a little bit of a conspiracy spiral um so uh I'm on board That's where I
0: meant. I love it. I love it. I think that I agree with it being lower rated than the Knox purely because I think there was too many convenient fixes. I liked the story. The dialogue was stunning. I Mm -hmm. really, really liked it. Teal'c was especially funny. There was even one moment where Teal'c said something and like Jack like yelled at him for telling a joke and he goes, my words were not meant to be humorous. And I was like,
1: yes. All of that, yes. I agree it should be lower than the Knox, but I think it should be higher than most of the other ones. That's fair. That's fair.
0: I just don't know how I feel about the uh, quick fixes. And the thing is, if there was one, I don't think I'd be upset. It's just that there were so many in one episode that it was very obvious how many...
1: I mean, I think that's part of, like them figuring out what they're doing um yeah that it was the star trek director that directed this one is that right yeah or, the the, or no the writer the writer who wrote what
0: was ter- deemed the worst episode of the show ever right so like the teleplay for this
1: i think one thing with this like in particular these quick fixes is he probably has already written a lot of like she she i Oh, the director was a guy. I was like, I thought... The director
0: was, like, was a guy. No, the director was a guy. The story was a guy. But the teleplay, the one who wrote for Star Wars, who right. did this, it was a woman.
1: Right. Sorry, yes. I got my director and writer mixed up. That's um okay. So I think, like, she's probably written a lot of sci-fi stuff. And so by this time, I don't know when Star Trek came out, but I think it was, like, the way before now. Yes. And so, like... <laughs> I was like, I know that much, but uh, yeah. so she's probably gotten to where like most technology she discusses is already been fleshed out. So doing with it being so early in the show, she didn't give it the like lead up it needed. She just was like, oh, we it wasn't even it wasn't that. even the tech. I think it was the characters who
0: just have random backstory that we've never heard before, but that conveniently fits into the tech. That's the thing that bothers me. And granted, um, we don't have a lot of backstory for these characters at all, which makes it hard. But right. it's like, how many times can you just be like, oh yeah, that one time that I randomly did this and I learned that skill. Right. It's like
1: a little a little too convenient. No, I definitely agree with that. And I think it, I think it has a lot to do with it being early in the show and that they haven't given us the backstories yet. So they so still they have, have the ability to just throw shit at right. us, which and I hate. So I assume that by like, end of the season at the latest they'll have like straightened that out a lot maybe early I next f- season. I hope
0: or you know what season 10 they could just be like oh yeah remember that one time that something happened that we've never heard about before. You know they could they could who knows? Uh-huh. who would you like to punch Pelops
1: I mean yeah He enslaved this entire group and made them die in a hundred days. I mean, I guess it's technically the gold, but still. Uh, Yeah. I think. And this
0: is a rare, rare thing for me. I think I'm going to punch (gasps) Teal'c. How dare you? Now, hear me out. Hear me out. I understand Teal'c's matter-of-factness. I get it. But y'all are literally on a mission to try to understand what the Gawuld are doing in other planets. And there is Gawuld writing in this room and you just happened to not mention it until after somebody was fucked?
1: That's fair. That's fair.
0: Like, if you had just said what it was and opened the statue before and figured out that Jack could not have sex with this lady, this whole thing would not have happened. Mm. Very true, very true. So while I, like, usually give Teal'c a pass for naivety to culture, it's quite literally your only mission.
1: Right, and this is also, like, this is his culture more. Like, he's more familiar with gold than anyone else. Right! Like, that's fair.
0: So, unfortunately, Teal, This is probably the first... This is definitely the first time and maybe the last time, but, like, definitely... Definitely going to be him today.
1: Oh, what a bummer. But I get it.
0: Yeah. Um. How about your MVP? Kintia. That's fair. Mine is Jack, yeah. but only because of the lessons that he learns and the beautiful right. heart. But, like, Kintia is obviously, like, the inciting incident.
1: <laughs> right. She was the best, and we're probably never going to see her again, I assume. So... I was but, like, this is my one chance to pick her as my MVP. Beautiful. Absolutely
0: beautiful. Um, predictions for next week. Go to a planet. Yeah. Some, go, to, go to a planet. Something bad's going to happen. They're going to find some tech, and then they're going to move on. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Perfect. That is, that is it. Um, yeah, well, that is the eighth episode of Stargate and Sci-Fi Sundays. It is... um going well we're definitely starting to pick up in the like feeling things toward the characters. part of it like i don't think that i'd be all mopey and lovey about jack's feelings if this was eight episodes ago oh no right like but um if you have feelings about jack's feelings because everyone should have feelings about jack's feelings um you can contact us at and at gmail.com or on any social media at death and aliens, you can follow me on all of the socials at e m k a y underscore superstar,
1: and you can follow me at c e cloud thirteen,
0: and uh, we will see you guys later this week for our next Thriller Thursday.
1: Bye. 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 Bye.